The following episode contains explicit language and scenes of violence. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Uh, meanwhile, you slam straight into Vapor Kappa, who just did not react in time. Like, I think he was expecting you to try for a punch that he could have, like, countered, but instead you just slammed right into him. And he goes, like, you land on top of him and you both slide along the ground, and he is pretty bloodied. He's not unconscious, though, and he does get out from underneath you. <laughs> Tag, you're it. So, Midnight Hydra, upon seeing you do this, sends a blast of neon at you. It kind of puts you back up on your feet, but also slides you back away from Vapor Kappa. No fair, you're not it. I'll make this real simple, Laserhawk. You give me Tiger back, or I will terrorize this city, bring it to its knees. I'll make this real simple, Hydra. You give me my fiancé back, and I'll leave you a wait a minute, you can't. Midnight Hydra stands, fire from Kent Labs burning behind him as he forms tentacles of neon gas. He stares daggers at Laserhawk while holding the large, unknown stolen device on one shoulder. Vapor Kappa is on the ground, bloody, but getting his bearings. Ruby and Yardak, you are a good distance behind Laserhawk at the van. There are some panicked screams from people in the area running for cover. In the far distance, you hear the sirens of fire trucks, EMTs, and police. Everyone, roll initiative. Oh, shit, right off the bat. I'm not ready for this fight. Well, that was a one. You're really not ready for this fight. Well, you know what? I'd rather get that on my initiative than an attack. It is plus nine, so ten. You rolled a one, and you still have better, like, a better initiative than I do. <laughs> my initiative modifier is nine. My initiative modifier is only five, so. Twenty. Eight. And I got 10. All right. And Vapor Kappa has 24 and Midnight Hydra at 12. <laughs> Bring it on, motherfucker. Vapor Kappa still bloodied from being thrown and dragged along the ground when Laserhawk uh, tackled him. Oh, yeah. Gets himself onto his feet and steadies himself as he draws two blades. <laughs> Come on. And that's all he's doing for his turn. Oh. So, Laserhawk, it is your turn and you're a little closer to Midnight Hydra. What do you do? Midnight Hydra, it's time to tango! And I fire off a uh, solar shotgun. Oh, there we go. <laughs> 28. Yeah, so that, that shot hits pretty darn solid. Uh, and let's have, let's have Midnight Hydra roll a toughness check. And what is your DC on that? Uh, 24. Alright, so yeah, looks like Midnight Hydra came up a little short. The blast singes him in the shoulder that he's holding the device in. He doesn't let go of it, though. He grabs it with the other hand and just, like, kind of goes, ah. Come on. 
Play with your toys. Share with me. Who is holding what? I just want to put it in the notes so I, I can remember. Midnight Hydra is, dro- is holding a giant unknown device on his one shoulder. He also has tentacles of neon gas surrounding him, if that matters at all to anyone. So Laserhawk shot off a solar shotgun. What else are you doing? Uh, I guess I can close the distance then off my turn. Alright, so you just like dash right up to him? Oh yeah, he's the dangerous one. You think I'm going to let my friends get beat up by him? Nah. Okay. Now, I'm going to be the first one to see what's in that box. I bet you it's a new Monopoly. So it's not, first off, it's not a box. It's like just a big like cylinder. The second you get close, Midnight Hydra just sucks in all the neon, bringing his arms into his chest, and then just lets out a giant wave. Uh, you're going to roll a dodge check. Ah, fuck. 25. 19 plus 6. So it pushes you back a little bit, but you're able to get out of the way just in time. I mean, I'm just gonna kinda put my arms up and brace the impact, I think. I feel like that would be, like, sufficiently badass. I've fought this guy before, I know how to brace myself for impact. Maybe, like, tears up my sleeves a little bit, because superheroes aren't allowed to keep their clothes on. He takes a couple steps back from you? And sort of looks like he's winding up this giant cylinder a little bit. And that's the end of his turn. And so now it is Yardak's turn. All right, we're going to start shit off with a bang, and we are going to power stunt into the fight. Okay, what are you doing? Because I am a little bit of a distance away from them. Because, um, I mean, that appears like at least a somewhat decent distance. I would say, like, you're just ever so slightly outside of your normal move distance. So then uh, Vapor Kappa hasn't really got anything happen to him, so we're going to focus Vapor Kappa. Flip open my water skin and take the water out, and I'm going to start in a run and do my ice slide and just completely tackle Paper Kappa. Okay, so this is going to be a slam attack then? Yeah. Can we only attack Paper Kappa by tackling him? I was going to say, that's two tackles. So anyway, what is your, uh, what is your normal, like, attack, like, unarmed combat attack? Unarmed is six. You are definitely going your full speed, so make that 8. So you're going to be rolling against a DC of 19, and I'm going to be rolling against a DC of 24. You're like, please don't fuck yourself up more than Vapor Kappa. 21. Okay, so you actually don't end up hurting yourself then. Hell yeah. Tell me what it looks like when you hit him. It'll be basically like a just a car just smacking into some guy crossing the street all unawares, and now his day is destroyed. Yeah, and for a definite moment, you take him off the ground into the air when you're tackling him. Yes! And he is just really bloodied up. He didn't let go of his blades, so he still has those in his hands. He looks disoriented. Remind me to high-five you later. You hit him, and he flies back, but he's still on his feet. Okay. So that's a power stunt. Uh, So don't forget, then, you are going to take some fatigue. Which means you move at half speed for the next hour. Okay. Okay, then it is Ruby's turn. Because I'm still pretty far away, so I'm going to try and move up. I'm trying to decide whether I start damage on Midnight Hydro with the dropbox, or just finish off the other one. I love that you think that he's one attack for being finished off. Help finish him off, then. I think Ruby's going to go after the one that's already a little damage, see if bring him down a notch or two. Okay. Kick the crap out of Kappa. By dropping a box on top of him. What would your create rank plus 10 be? Plus 10 would be 14. 
So Vapor Kappa like looks up and sees this box materialize out of the sky, sidesteps, and uses his blades to like cut it. So it like kind of becomes like jagged rock pieces on the ground. Sounds cooler. Still rude though. And then I would also you know want to move up to where the fight is. The other two are in the faces of their enemies. You're still like a little further away. Like you're definitely within your next movement turns distance. Okay. Are you doing anything else? Use my movement, use my action, so I think. So, well, if that's the case, then it is Vapor Kappa's turn. Vapor Kappa does a combat roll towards Yardak and goes to slash at you with his blades. God, I hate how cool he is. Dan, what is your parry plus 10? 18. Oh, yeah, he contacts. Fuck, oh, fuck. And because he's using the two blades, he's doing it as a multi attack. You're going to want to roll a toughness check, Yardak. Eight is 17. You did not dodge out of the way, and you also, like, just take these couple slices. Basically, he goes with these slices a few different times between, like, your upper thigh and your ribs. Oh, God. Okay. Like, he just goes, and you're going to take a negative one toughness check. So he, he does the combat roll, slices you a couple times, and then immediately, like, poofs into mist. Okay, so as of now, like, we just don't see him. Basically, yeah. And then it is a uh, Laserhawk's turn. I'm gonna use my taser fist to full-on nail him with, like, a Superman punch. Fuck this guy. Midnight Hydra, I should say. Just like a full-on haymaker. Well, um, the Superman punch is actually, like, oh, a fight move, and, uh, basically you kind of, like, jump up a little bit with it, uh, wind your fist way back, and then just slug him right in the schnoz. So mechanically, this is an- this is like a taser fist? Yeah, it's a taser fist, but I'm adding a little flavor text to it. Uh, so for Taser Fist, that's gonna be a 25. Looks like, uh, Minute Hydra is gonna just take that, like, right in the- in the face, I imagine. What is your DC? That is, uh, Taser Fist, that's 25, boss. Yeah, so, basically, like, you punch him straight in the face, and he kind of rolls with it, and spins around, you know, just to kind of, like, go with the momentum, and just cracks a smile, and he says, Wow, you're really, uh... You're really losing your strength in your old age, aren't you? The only thing you're gonna lose are your fucking teeth. And what else are you gonna do? I guess there really isn't a distance to close. I don't know, I guess that's my turn. I'm exactly where I want to be. So it's uh, Midnight Hydra's turn then. Using that momentum, he does an additional spin and just is gonna slam you, try to slam you with this device. So at least we know it's nothing that's, like, fragile. <laughs> What is your parry plus 10 again? My parry plus 10 would be a 16. Looks like this thing's going to make contact. Toughness check. Alright, that is... Ooh. Uh, that's going to be a 30. 16 plus 14. You're going to get knocked back a couple feet? Because he basically just spins and wallops you with this giant super metal cylinder. That is going to daze you until the end of your next turn and give you an additional negative one toughness check. Alright. Or I guess for you, this is your first one. Uh, Midnight Hydra decides to back away and close the distance with Vapor Kappa, so like they're kind of side by side with each other. It is Yardak's turn. So, can I use a hero point to cure one of my negatives, but then immediately do another power stunt? Uh, well, I mean, I guess, what are you trying to do? I was going to blast him with a big wave. Okay, I don't understand how that's a power stunt. 
Yeah, that's as soon as I said it, I was like, wait, that's actually not a power stunt. That's just a multi-attack. I wanted to hit them both, like, with a big wave, but I realized I only have, like, my water skin, so it's not going to be, like, a like a wave. Yeah, I mean, you could do, like, a, a water whip on both of them. Yeah, but the way I want to do it with a little bit of flavor is I want to have the water very nebulously kind of wobbling around my fist, and I want to just haul back and punch as hard as I can and have it just fucking right hook right across both of them. I just have a really cool idea for Yardak. Yeah? You should see if there's any fire hydrants nearby. Ooh. And alternatively, just a reminder that you can alter a scene. Can, can I alter the scene to do that? or? Yeah, I would say there's not any immediately in the area, so like if you wanted to use your hero point to edit a scene and add a fire hydrant at the corner there. Yeah. So you look over, you see a fire hydrant just uh, like about you know five feet over to the right of you. So after a minute Hydra's attack, there is a second or two of silence, and then you hear this gurgling, clanging, gurgling, clanging, and then the water just bursts out of the top of this fire hydrant, and I just take a fist and make a right hook, and the water just blasts both Vapor Kappa and Midnight Hydra right in the face. So you're going to want to roll an attack for that, then. Hell yeah. 16... Plus, what is it? Well, don't forget that if you're trying to hit both of them, you're going to roll two different attacks with a negative two on both. Gotcha. Okay. So 16 plus 10, 26. So 24 for the first one. Okay. Okay, 24. And it, which one is that attacking? Who's closest? Uh, that would be Vapor Kappa. Okay. And then it was a uh, 15. So, well, minus one after that. So 24 and then 23. So 24 for Vapor Kappa, 23 for Minute Hydra. Cool. I mean, that was more of a question. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so both attacks definitely hit, and what is your DC on that? C25. This was fun. <laughs> You're welcome. I would have never even thought about that. Yes, thank you. I every great now and again have a decent idea. So Vapor Kappa just takes a couple, like, slashes uh, to the face. Oh, I was hoping he'd get a big one, and then he just crumples. And meanwhile, Midnight Hydra sees it coming and uses his tentacles to throw them up and form a shield that stops them, and basically the water just sprays around him. Rude. And then, are you doing anything else, Yardak? No. Man, I see that this guy made pancakes this morning with bitch quick. Alright, if that's the case, then it is Ruby's turn. Um, I was trying to- how, how close am I to them? You're within 10, 15 feet. Okay, if I took my sword out, which I'm sure I, pretty sure I put there, that would be, like, an action, right? So, yeah, no, you're, you drew your sword at the end of the last episode. Okay, so I don't have to do that. So I'm going... Which one am I closest to? Uh, I would say you're closest to Midnight Hydra, but they're pretty much next to each other, so it's, like, negligible. Midnight Hydra seems scarier, although... <laughs> no, Midnight Hydra was there when, was there when Austin died? I'm feeling mad. Okay, we're going for a little vengeance. Yeah! Ruby, you're speaking my language! I'm gonna go up, right, run up to Midnight Hydra and just, you know, go for the chest with the sword. Not chest, I meant stomach. Well, roll an attack. Uh, it's not 20. Fuck yes! Oh shit, critical! Yeah! So just a reminder of what you can do with a critical roll. You can get a plus five bonus to your effect rank, in this case damage, 
You can add a secondary effect rank with a DC of 10, or 15 if you're doing a damage. And, or you can do an alternative, alternative effect without using extra effort if you can think of something that you can do with this sword hit. So what I'm gonna do is now that I have the extra thing, I'm going to try and fucking blind this dude while stabbing him. Uh, so yeah, yeah, 19 for that. Oh, what is it resisted by? Is it fortitude or will? Um, fortitude. Tell me what it looks like when you do this. Okay, I run up to him and just go my sword straight into his stomach and throw my hand up at the same time in his face to, like, have just light shoots right out of it. The sword goes, and he moves to the side a little bit, and it just slices him along the stomach, and he immediately reacts by, like, taking a step back and sort of kicking you away. He's pretty tall, so he, like, he steps up and basically, like, kicks you back in the stomach. And it doesn't hurt you, but, like, puts some distance back between you. And also, when he kicked you, it basically, like, pulled the sword back at him, so you're still holding it. So I'm holding the sword now, I guess, with his blood. Yeah, and he has an open bloody wound. And I just look and go, you're not welcome on the north end. (laughs) Actually, I I was going to be sarcastic, but I think he's actually going to react, kid, we're in the centennial. (laughs) You're, You're not welcome anywhere in this town. Do you do anything else? I guess I'll stay where I'm at, and part of the the fight now just has blood on it. My sword now. By the way, Ruby could totally get rid of the sword and get a clean sword. She's just leaving the blood on there on purpose at this point. So if that's the end of your turn, then suddenly the the mist reforms and Vapor Kappa is standing kind of in the middle of all of you, like between Midnight Hydra, Laserhawk, Ruby, and Yardak. As soon as he forms solid, he sort of jumps up, swinging his swords and also kicking. Oh. To attack all of you. I hate to give him credit, but that's dope. <laughs> In order here, Yardak, what is your parry plus 10? That, my good man, is 18. Laserhawk? 16, brother. And Ruby? Uh, my parry plus 10 is 19. So, Yardak is able to swiftly dodge out of the blade's way, but uh, Laserhawk and Ruby are going to get hit. <laughs> Motherfucker. Boo. So you're both going to want to roll toughness checks. 22. 14. I rolled a nat 1. <laughs> okay, well. Oh, no. And also, don't. who has damage already? Hi. You're going to take another negative 1. Uh, Yay. And so is... Uh, actually, Ruby... Sorry, Ruby... Uh, he basically just, like, grazed your shoulder with uh, with his kick. Okay. So, like, he doesn't really impact you. And then it is Laserhawk's turn, and just a reminder that you are dazed, so it is a move or attack kind of day. Act like you don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I was say, or unless you're going to use your hero point to round off fatigue or whatever. I ain't gonna move. I've got a long-distance attack. Let's solar shotgun this tentacle fuck. Okay, so you're solar shotgunning for Midnight Hydra? Oh, yeah, dude, I've got tunnel vision right now. Uh, roll that attack. Uh, that's gonna be a 28. DC 24. Okay, you hit. He takes this, uh, additional solar shotgun. Uh, well, where do you, where do you aim? Same spot that Rumi just stabbed, just, uh, rub a little laser in the wound. He takes that blast to the side near his stomach uh, and slides back from the force and kind of takes a knee. But he still hasn't let go of the cylinder. He's still holding it with one arm. 
Jesus Christ. I just realized you had to shoot past Vapor Kappa to hit Midnight Hydra. Yeah, I know. I'm good, aren't I? Midnight Hydra just looks back up at you again, a fire in his eyes, and he says, I warned you, Laserhawk. You need to release Crystal Tiger, or I will not stop until this city is in flames. You have 24 hours. Uh, no. Okay, um, so he reaches forward with those neon tentacles and pulls Vapor Kappa to him and begins to form into a blob of neon, forms the neon around Vapor Kappa as well as the cylinder, and then it just kind of like flies off into the sky at super speed. Where'd he go? I mean, you can make a perception check, I suppose. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. 21. Yeah, through the fire and the flames of the building that's on fire and all the people panicking, you don't really see where he's gone. Uh, hang on, did you say people? Yeah, remember, people are running in terror, like, people are fleeing from Kent Labs because it's on fire. Uh, can I make one more perception check? Super- oh, you said that they're running out of the building. I'm gonna go save people. I'm a superhero. Okay, we're out of initiative, by the way. Okay, yeah, we should probably save those guys, y'all. Yes, agreed. And, uh, now that I have this fire hydrant of water spraying everywhere, I'm going to douse some flames. So it sounds like the fire trucks are still a little ways off. Like you can still you can hear them, but they're you know that that whole fight was all of two minutes. Hell yeah, hero time! Kent Labs is like a, a three story building. It's one of those ones like more wide than it is tall. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of it is on fire right now. Not great. Don't love it. Roll an athletics check as well as a water check, like a water control check. Okay, athletics is going to be. Six, so a non-nat 20. Alright, so you're doing pretty good at, like, directing this water, and what's the other one? Okay, for the water itself, that's gonna be a 10 with... Hot damn, both 20s. 10 with a 10 modifier. Okay, you're pulling this water out of the hydrant, like, super fast, and you're able to douse a large portion of it. Still, still a lot of it on fire, because, again, big building, big explosion happened. But, alright, what about, what about the other two? I see some people by, like, one of the upstairs windows, and I make a set of stairs up to them and run up the- run up to, like, get to them. Yeah, these scientists are just, like, waving their arms, like, oh my god, oh my god, help! You know what, I'm assuming there's, like, a window I need to get through, so I take the sword, which I guess still has that guy's blood on it, and I just use the hilt to, like, smash the window open. Fucking metal. The second you do, a couple of them are, like, coughing from smoke, and they're like, <laughs> thank you, thank you, visual. Of course, is anybody else on this floor? I think I think some people are trapped in the lab from where they where they attacked. I just thought of this. I make myself. I could make myself a mask to help myself breathe. Hey, you can make yourself a cloth mask. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna make a mask and and try to go into the building. Yes. Okay, and and I think uh, yeah, those scientists are starting to like slowly make like they're again coughing a bit from smoke inhalation, but they're kind of making their way down the stairs that you just ran up. Yeah, and I assume like I told Yardak and like Laserhawk what I was doing. I don't think I just ran off like bye guys, I'm gonna run into the fire. Bye guys, I'm the squishy one. I don't even know if it's necessarily uh you had to tell them because like I think you all just see what each other is doing. Yeah. Uh, and Laserhawk, what are you doing? I mean, I'm using my pulsar pogo to jump up, kind of grab people, and then bring them back down because I can take a bit of an owie fall. Okay. And just trying to get as many people as I can. Roll an athletics check. Uh, not great, but not terrible. 23. Yeah, you're able to jump up, and a couple people uh, were able to break the windows themselves uh, to, like, make an opening for you. And I imagine, like, basically, like, you're... 
kind of you're jumping up, grabbing them, and immediately using like your feet to push off the the building and then land back down. Yeah, basically. So yeah, you're able to do that a couple times and get a good good number of people out of the building. I mean, yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. I assume that I didn't hear what Ruby's rescue said about the inside of the lab, so I'm... I would say that's pretty accurate. No, I was just saying I'm doing what I can to rescue people, you know, upper floors. I see someone, like, trying to run out the ground floor, and then I'll go help them out real quick. You know, doing that thing that I used to be so good at before my fiancé died. Saving people. Oof. So, yeah, and I think, uh, Yardak, you're continuing to, like, spray water and, and putting out, like, at least at least the front part of the building where there are people trying to escape. You're able to get the water out of there. But remember, like, this building is pretty deep, so you can't get that far into it with the water. Can I... What I wanted to do instead of just, like, spraying with water is I wanted to, like, the, with the water that's coming out of the fire hydrant, like, just, like, send it straight up in the air and, like, basically like, make it rain down on top of the building. So, like, oh, the whole building is getting hit with water. I, I've got another crazy idea for the Yardak. Yeah, oh, yeah? I'm all gills. I'm assuming that this place is gonna have, like, bathrooms and... But also, yes, there are bathrooms, but... But I'm outside. You're outside. He can't, like, feel the water inside. Okay, I was gonna say, like, if we're gonna be power stunting and shit, then maybe this would be a good place to do it, since, you know, civilians... Let's go inside, and Ruby, you're making your way through the smoke. I want you to make a fortitude check. 21. Okay, it's, like, really warm in there. Like, you're sweating like crazy, and the smoke is a bit hazy, but you're making it through. You're not suffering any lung damage at the moment. So you're making your way into the lab, and you can hear some people yelling, and you see basically a a fallen column that is blocking the lab door. And they're all pounding on glass, but it looks like it's bulletproof glass. There's, like, three scientists inside. Why is it bulletproof, is my question. How big is this fucking column? Pretty damn big. Like, I would say five feet wide by, like, 30 feet long. It's, like, fallen in front of the door. Do we have any kind of comm system between us? Besides, I guess, our phones? Yeah, you have your phones. I don't think... Yeah, you don't have any specific comm systems. You know, in the group text, I'm gonna put, like... (laughs) Which is ridiculous. Is now a time for the group text? Okay, I will call Laserhawk, who I assume is just bouncing up and down saving people. I just figured you could do a group call, if nothing else. Group FaceTime. Okay, group call. Group FaceTime. Group FaceTime. In the fire. Who the fuck is trying to FaceTime me, right, Rudy? I'm trying to save some people that are stuck in a lab. There's a giant column. I'm not sure I can move it by myself. I'm on it. Let's not question how I'm getting a FaceTime on my shitty phone right now. I said there's a group call. I know, I'm just being an ass. I'm on it. Yeah, just fucking solar shotgun the column. Exactly what I was thinking. Ruby, make a dodge check. 24. Basically, the fire causes, like, another column to, like, break down and starts to fall almost onto you, but you dodge out of the way. Um, I'm going to call as best as I can, you know, with the fire, and I was like, Hope is on the way. Try to be reassuring to them. Yeah, I think moments later then, that's when Laserhawk arrives. I mean, I see the column, right? Yeah, yeah. Click, click, boom. So a shotgun blast. I'm not going to make you roll to hit, but what, what is the DC on that? Uh, so a shotgun is going to be 24. Yeah, so it bursts right through this column and basically splits it in half, leaving enough opening for the door. 
basically like the moment that blast goes off and they see it through the glass, they run through and open the door and just start sprinting away. And one of them stops and says, oh my gosh, thank you. Get out. <laughs> and he takes off, he takes off running. And I assume exits through the same stairs that Ruby made. Before I'm going to make like a, one of those blankets you throw over your head. A shock blanket? No, no, like, when you're, like, running through fire, you usually see people, like, they put, like, their coat or something over their heads to, like, protect- Yeah, it's like, like the metallic kind of, like, reflector. I don't think you can make something quite that fancy, but you can basically make them, like, some blankets to- Yes, I I figure I can't, and I, I make them, like, massive blankets, and I was like, here, take this as protection. And the fire is just starting to really, like, take off now in- inside, particularly around this lab area right now. Is there anyone else around that we should be saving, or should we nope.avi the fuck out of here? Uh, right now, you don't notice anybody. I'm gonna roll a perception check just to be safe, see if I, like... I would like to also roll a perception check, because I don't want to leave anyone. I sense nothing I rolled in that one. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I rolled better than that, so let's see. You know, maybe I'm a little distracted by the fire around me. Amateur. 23. Laserhawk, your trained ears, you don't, it's really hard to hear it again because of all the crackling from the flames and everything, but you just hear a very faint, help me, help. I burst off, the, wait, no, first I turn the ruby, make sure everyone else gets out of here safe, and I burst off. Uh, you heard it basically behind a door, just a couple feet to your right. And you basically, when you burst through the door, you see someone who is, like, trapped under their desk and some debris. Can I uppercut the desk and debris to get it off him? It's the only way I can think of. I mean, I think you could just lift it. I don't think you need to... Well, I didn't know if it was going to be on fire and shit. Okay, then yeah. Oh, no, 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 sorry, yeah. While, the, while parts of the room are on fire, the particular debris is not. Okay, then yeah, I guess I'll lift it like a normal person then. Uh, roll a strength check. Um, 18. Oh, yeah. You basically, like, one heft flip this desk uh, off and away. Can you move? And, and he starts to, like, like gets on his hands and knees and starts to steady himself, and he's, like, kind of shaky getting up. I, I think so. I extend a hand to help him up and say, good, because we gotta get the fuck out of here. And he's definitely, like, an older gentleman, but he's uh, able to, like, hold on. He's wearing, like, a lab coat. Older gentleman, you say? Yeah. Fuck this. Sorry, sir, this is gonna be weird. I pick him up and I sprint. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll another athletics check and a fortitude check. I mean, it's an 18 plus 9. Are you gonna make me do that math? No, 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 no. Alright, and what's the fortitude? Fortitude check is going to be... 25. So yeah, you're fine, but basically as you're just about out of the building, uh, the lab that you came out of explodes, uh, and a fireball is basically like chasing you down the hall as you jump out the window. I'm going to ignore how much this feels like an action movie scene and just try to get my ass out of here before I become a hickory smoke hawk. So you land on the ground, epically stand up, and I assume let this gentleman down and onto the ground again. I'll ask again. Are you okay? Oh, yes, thank you. Oh my gosh. Anytime. I'm just gonna flop on my back. And about this point is when, like, the fire department arrives, uh, and also, like, EMTs, and they're kind of, like, helping people, like, you know, giving them shock blankets, as, like, some of them are being loaded onto ambulances for smoke inhalation. If any of you guys want to throw me a Viking in, thanks. Yeah, police are there, they're kind of setting up a perimeter. Wait, police are there? I was joking about the Viking in. <laughs> so, what do you do next? Stay flopped. 
I've had a day. Who seems like they're in charge? You see Officer Winslow, who's kind of heading up the, the police situation. I'm gonna stumble over to him. Just mumble, Hydra got away. Keep an eye out. Midnight Hydra was here? Yep. What did he, what was he, what were they doing? He got a cylinder. I have no idea what it was. Big ol' fucking thing, though. We should ask some of the scientists if they know what it was. Oh yeah, we have a whole fucking building full of people who might know. Some of them are being loaded into the ambulances. The elder gentleman uh, that that Laser Hawk helped is kind of like just sitting on the steps, like near the entrance. Well, he owes you one. Alright, well I guess I'm gonna mosey on over to him. Oh, hello, Thank, thank you again. No problem. Got some questions for you, though, boss. And he takes a deep breath. Yes, yes. And it, what, what, what can I help with? Points of thumb back to the burning building. The fuck are you guys doing in there that got Hydra's attention? Well, what he and his compatriot took was a uh, biogenic transponder. In English. It essentially can take bioorganic matter and mutate it. Can turn, for example, a liquid into a gas, can turn a gas into a solid. It can. We're adapting it for pharmaceutical work. And what would you think he'd be adapting it for? I have no idea. Vapor Kappa's vapor, so turning him into something different, maybe? Okay, so Yardex, like, there? Yeah, I mean, I was, like, just out front spraying everything with water. Okay, awesome. Well, if there's other people to question the folks, then I've got a couple texts I need to send. So you're sending a couple texts, and Yardak, I imagine, is just like, once the fire fire trucks arrived, I imagine you they, you kind of step back a little bit. Yeah, just kind of drop the shoulders, a little, the slump a little bit, just kind of take a breath, and then walk over to where Laserhawk and... Wait, Ruby's out now, because, yeah, she went back out the stairs, so yeah. Yeah, I was the one who was, like, pointing out, like, go talk to the scientist. Yeah, so I'm going to walk over to them, too, and the scientist, and when I go up, uh, I'm going to say, uh... Hey there, man. Uh, what's your name? Because I don't think we got his name. Yes, I'm Sergio Burns. Dr. Sergio Burns. What a cool name. I'm one of the leads here at Kent Labs. He better be a reoccurring character. That's a cool fucking name. Yeah. Dr. Burns, I, I hope you're doing alright. Did you happen to see the robbery take place at all? Yes, yes. I was, I was finishing up. We were all finishing up for the evening when, when those two burst in. And the one, the one with the swords, he... Vapor Kappa. Vapor Kappa, yes. He was demanding that we show him to parts of the lab, uh, while the other one went straight for the, the biogenic transponder. What was Vapor Kappa asking people to see? I was pretty much trapped in my, in my office immediately. I didn't leave, so I'm not certain exactly what he asked for, but I know that he was speaking to some of our, some of our computer scientists. Interesting. I wonder if, they, I wonder if they're trying to hack something. Yes, you'd have to check with one of them. I don't know. I don't know if anything else was stolen. You've been very helpful, and I'm so sorry that they've had to go through this ordeal. Do you see any of the computer scientists around that we could speak to now? He kind of looks up and he looks around and he goes, Andrea, Andrea, over here. And this scientist lady, she's also like wearing a lab coat and she's got like a very frizzy hair and she just looks kind of with a bit of a thousand yards stare. Valid. Yeah, that's fair. She kind of wanders over when Burns gestures towards her. Hi, I'm Dr. Fiaco. What, what's going on? I was wondering, 
we heard that Vapor Capra was like asking scientists to show him stuff around the lab. Did he ask you anything or did you see what he was asking to look at? Yeah, he and she looks at Burns and is a little uncertain. Yes, they were asking for a bunch of things, but nothing that we make here. That's interesting. Like, what kind of thing? And she's looking kind of, like, hesitantly at Burns while she's talking to you. Oh, don't make me roll an intimidation check, lady. You seem nice. No, no, no. I want to use my persuasion and my fame-slash-attractiveness. So I notice the look that she gives to him, and... I'm just gonna, like, lean heavily, like, towards them. Look, it's been a long day. We just saved both your asses out of this burning building, and who knows what they're gonna do next. Throw us a bone, and at least give us a little bit of a heads up of what we can be dealing with. Alright, roll persuasion. So, 13 plus 9 is 22. Burns just sort of nods at Fiaco. Let him know. She she looks back up and she goes, ours is only in the preliminary stages, but we're attempting to catch up with some other industries to create a, a sort of hard light generator. Lifts head up from phone. Oh, what? Ruby has to perk up for that. <laughs> Most commonly, you would think of it in movies and TV shows for like holograms. So I'll, I'll start over again. That Yeah, like you would in TV shows, you think like holograms, like basically uh, basically items that are made of light, but are able to create a solid form. And we don't even have a prototype yet, but that's what they were searching for. Looks up at Ruby and Yarnak. So this guy stole something. That can change. I don't know. Neon to something more solid. And he's finding a way to weaponize light. I'm not trying to point any fingers, but I feel like I should be suing for copyright infringement right the fuck about now. Hey out there, just taking a moment to let you know that for the last few episodes of Season 1, we will not be having these little ad breaks again. But I wanted to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen to our show, filling out listener surveys, leaving us reviews, and using the MayhemCast hashtag on social media means a lot to all of us. Also, I want to take a moment and give a final shout-out to those who we have partnered with along the way. Be sure to check out streamer Control Alt Quinn on Twitch, Books Before Death on YouTube, Rebel Cause Lancaster, Harsh Generation RPG, and of course, our own Pope Brandon Brownson. You can find links to all those folks at masksandmayhem.com support. But for one more time, let's get back to the game. Thank you, that's, that's very helpful, and I'm going to turn... So, you know, something that turns holograms into real matter... Something like the horns? Please tell me they don't fucking know about that. I have no idea if they know about that. Looks at phone. I think I need to make a call. They obviously thought they had something here, but I could see them trying to break into Union, especially if that's where his girlfriend's at. Oh, fuck. And I jump on top of a fucking building with my phone already ringing. Who are you calling? Who do you think I'm calling? My boy. You have so many- oh, you're calling your son. You have so many friends. (laughs) (laughs) Does my son count as my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm calling Data Kraken. What's up, Laserhawk? Did you catch them? 
and I full-on exposition dump. But they were not able to acquire this hard light generator that they were looking for. As far as I know, no. Would I want this to go on long enough to figure out? Also, no. Alright, um, I can keep my eyes peeled for, you know, any pop-ups again. It was really shocking and unexpected that I caught him this time. Believe in you, Kraken. I always have. Yeah, yeah, like your ass could get anything done without me. I know that this is gonna be hard, and I know that I'm not always the most pleasant person to work with, but you know how important this is to me, Dana. Alright, I'll scour the net. Thank you. Hangs up. Immediately calls Union. You might have Rickard's number, and you might have- I think you'd have Lewis's number, would be like the two people I think. I'll get a hold of Rickard. He's the one who likes me more, right? Well, hey, Laserhawk, what's what's going on? Are you downtown? Exposition dump. Alright, what's, uh, what do you need? If my guess is anything close to accurate, these guys are gonna be looking at your shit real quick. You got their buddy, you have holograms that- if they get this light-bending technology, could be used against us. And you have God knows what else that Hydra is going to be interested in. Stay alert. Well, they'd be fools to try to get into here, but I'll, uh, I'll let the brass know. I'm going to call Frank. Dunlap? Okay. Yeah. And I will also exposition dump to Frank. Hard light. That must be what the horns works with, right? Yeah, Ruby, so the, the Horns does use, like, a form of hard light generation, but it, I mean, ours is specifically built uh, within the Horns, like, you you know, that yellow refractive stuff that's on the edges of it? Like, it's specific, it has to be indoors, so. Well, do you know any other labs in the area that they could be going after? Let me make some calls, I'll do a little research for you. And, you know, at least they should maybe be alert that someone could be coming after their stuff. Sure, sure, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep an eye out. You, uh, you stay safe, though, okay? Will do. I do have one final phone call I need to make. Okay. Are you down on the ground again, or are you still up, up on the roof? I'm still on the roof. I'm Laserhawk. I'm pissed. I'm brooding. Who are you calling? Hello, Miss Ortega. Ooh, good good call. Oh, going to the press. Oh! How can I help you, Mr. Laserhawk? It's time to let the word out about Hydra. We need all the eyes we can get. Sure, I'll I'll put a report in at the eleven o'clock eleven o'clock news. I'll send out a I'll send out a, a blast on social. I appreciate you, Shauna. We catch this son of a bitch. You get the exclusive interview. Hangs up. Okay, so what do you do next? Uh, I guess I'm gonna get off the roof and let everyone know. I called this asshole, this asshole, and this asshole. What do we do next? Ooh, I wonder if we could ask. I'm wondering if there's a way that we can talk to anybody at Union and see if there's a way to track, like, if this thing puts off any kind of, like, not radiation, but anything, like, of that nature when it's used to see if we can't, like, track it that way. Okay. Alright, so how are you going to go about that idea? I guess since we're done with the fire and everything and everybody's out of here and the ambulances are here, I mean, we can just head to Union and talk to them. Try to get in the van? Yeah, and get both of their phone numbers before we go so we can contact them if... Well, I think uh, Fiaco had already left on the ambulance, but Burns is, like, feeling okay, and he gives you his number. Okay. Uh, you get in the van, and Carly Rae Jepsen is on the... Fucking right she is. Yes, please, Blair, call me, maybe. We've had a day. Before I start driving, I send a text, so I guess this would be Frank, right? That we would do this tracking? 
Uh, yeah, he was the one who helped you out with tracking the Atlanteans. Yeah, I just sent a text to Frank, like, hey, we're coming in. We have an idea of how to maybe track something they have on them. And he just texts back, okay, I'll see you soon. Okay, and then I'm I'm driving, and I, I assume I don't need to, you know, roll a vehicle check just to drive the Union. Hey, Riverside City drivers can be uh, a menace sometimes. Uh, but no, you, you get to Union Echo Base, no problem. And you're able to get inside Echo Base, and there's no issues. You can They let you park inside the, the garage. And then I go up and see Frank. Frank is actually upstairs talking with Lydia and Sloane. What up? <laughs> Ruby, it's so good to see you. Yes, hello. Uh, Mr. Dunlap was just filling us in on, on tonight's ordeal. That's a polite way of putting it. Yes, we were trying to figure out if there was a way to trace the device that they stole, which I told Frank about. Yes, since it uses bioorganic matter, that's why Mr. Dunlap was checking in with, with Sloane and I. Um, and Sloane just kind of pops in, yeah, yeah, we got some uh, some ideas on how we can kind of track this thing. We could try re- recalibrating the satellites like we did for uh, for the Atlanteans. That makes sense to me. And Lydia kind of just goes, well, I don't know. I believe, you know, we would be better off searching for, for a pulse signature specific to a, a large energy source. Shrugs, why not both? You would know better than us. I mean, if that's what you think. Dunlap goes, I'm going to go with Sloane's idea first. It's going to be definitely, you know, a little bit easier to cobble together. And we can try that one next, I suppose. Whatever finds us this bastard. It's going to take us some time to do this. I'm also going to want you guys to roll a team technology check. Okay. Okay. Good thing I actually have stuff in technology because I did not roll well. 19 altogether. 12. Gotta fucking eat. All right, so yeah, they they tell you it's going to take some time, uh, and basically the three of them go down into the engineering lab. Yeah, so what do you do next? I mean, I've had a hell of a day. I'm going to sit down and kind of preserve some of my energy because I figure that this isn't going to be my only flight in the next 24 hours. At that point, I think, is when you're sitting down is when Rickard kind of walks up the stairs with Lewis. So. Give a quick little two-finger salute. Hi. Ricker definitely smiles at you, and Lewis just goes, Hello, team. Uh, thank you for coming in and, and informing us on everything going on tonight. Yeah, it's been a hell of a day. Ramos and Bullard are out for the moment, but they, they may come back later on today. Um, but they've left me in charge to uh, to observe and, and help you facilitate whatever you may need. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah, we're kind of, I don't know, I guess at a standstill until... Uh... Lydia and Frank can come up with what they were planning on going, trying to uh, locate this pulse signature. Laserhawk, that's when you get a text. I check it. It's a map location back uh, in the Centennial area. Okay. And it says, it's from Data Crack, and it says, I can't be certain, but I think this may be where they're holed up. Damn, that was quick. Text back, you're in the man, Kraken, and get up and show everyone else, like, think we found our mythical asshole. All right, what do you do next? Go after said mythical asshole. Or, well, actually, I mean, we guess we could, like, should we say something to them before we leave, or just kind of haul ass? Because, I mean, they're, act, like, helping us. I mean, I, I assume that I showed them, too. Robert said they went down to the lab or whatever. Well, no, no, the other three went down to the lab. Lewis and Rickard are with you guys right now in the bullpen. Yeah, but I mean, like, Lydia and Frank were, like, helping us with this, so, like, we kind of, like, we gave can them text, this mission. We could text them on the way. Okay. I mean, I'm ready to crack skulls. I'm ready to head back out if we need to. 
Maybe we should get uh, comms this time. I think Lewis takes you down to the equipment locker and gets you some, like, ear comms. Okay, I realize that this is going to be a fat fucking maybe of a chance, but I'm going to look up at Lewis and say, Hey, bud, can Ulfric come out to play? I don't think that's a good idea. He's, uh, it's uh, full moon time of the month, and he's been basically struggling with his meditating, even with the serum. Yeah, worth a shot. I will check in with him while you're on your way and see if he's feeling up to the challenge. If he's not, is there any other kind of backup? No, I mean, we could, I could, one of us could come with you if necessary. Backup could be good if one of you, but as uh, like the very least, I think we should grab some of those handcuffs that take care of people's powers. They're both pretty powerful. Ooh, yeah, good idea. He hands you each a pair. Remy meets some ass boys and Remy. Always. And I make a new sword and I stick it in my sheath. And I guess, are you taking off in your van then? Yeah. Okay. And wait, did you want Lewis or Rickard to come with? Please. Yeah, I was like, if one of you could, you know, we could use some backup. Rickard jumps on his motorcycle. And you get to this building, and it's like a fairly nice looking office building. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of the floors have those signs on them that say like, this one's for lease. So they don't, does not mostly appear to be occupied. And for the, this time of night, it appears to be pretty empty. You know, I'm going to go out on the limb and assume that Hydra's not paying rent. I'm going to look up at everyone and say, all right, I know this is going to be real fucking rich coming from me, but we should probably sneak in there. Agreed. Yeah. It's got like a normal office building entrance, like it's nothing like- I assume Rickard's with us, right? Yeah, yeah, Rickard pulls up in the motorcycle, you know, kicks out the kickstand and gets off of it. Yeah, let's sneak in. The the element of surprise could help us. Okay, uh, everyone roll a stealth check. 29. Not that 20. 17. Okay. And so describe to me how y'all are sneaking in. Staying very low to the ground, crouched over, trying to move as quickly as I can, taking cover behind whatever I can to make sure that, like, nothing sees me. Okay, and you're not seeing any evidence of anybody walking around? You don't see Kappa or Midnight Hydra? Yeah, I felt like it wasn't going to be that easy. I make, and anyone who wants it, I make his janitor jumpsuits. Fucking genius. I slapped that bitch on. Alright, looks like we're night crew. You're looking in the door, you don't see anybody. The lights are off. Can I roll a perception check to make sure that this isn't fucking booby-trapped at all? Sure. If I know these dickheads, they're gonna try and booby-trap it. Uh, that is going to be... A24. You see no sign of anything, like, no tripwires, no anything. Like, you do see normal-looking security cameras. They don't have the red light on them, they don't seem to be moving. Um, but they are there. Oh, thanks for making the job easier for me. Uh, I open the door, get on the floor, and I assume we all walk the dinosaur. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, so you stroll on in, again, empty-looking office building, and there's, like, a corridor with a bunch of, like, conference rooms. Um, is there- I'm guessing I'm not seeing, like, a light on anywhere or anything like that? Nah, this place, as far as you can tell, is, like, not currently occupied. Like, there's no- nobody you can see. I mean, I'll go floor by floor, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So yeah, how big is the building? Uh, it's it's like a office building, like complex. So it's like a skyscraper, but like oh, yikes. I got time. Damn, I wasn't expecting that big. Okay, okay, I'm gonna turn the record and say like, 
Hey, you guys wouldn't be able to, like, hack into those cameras and figure out where the fuck we're going, would you? He sees a terminal, and he goes, yeah, give me a, go, give me a couple minutes. And he kind of pulls out some wiring, and he plugs in, like, a little monitor, and it's, like, got, like, a keyboard, and he's pressing some buttons on it. Uh, and he can see, like, a bunch of different camera feeds. Glad they're on, I'm, I'm glad Union's on our side. He can see with the camera feeds, and he shows it to you, he's, like, on the fifth floor, there's definitely a spot that looks like a break room that's in use. Basically, like, there's, like, a cot, and some, like, clearly some food and water. Really, this whole tower, and they're gonna go with the fifth floor break room? That sounds anti-clock, but whatever, let's go fuck them up, you guys. Maybe someone's actually using the penthouse. You get to the fifth floor. What do you do? Trying to be stealthy while simultaneously having like a rag in my hand to Oh, look at me. I'm I'm cleaning this glass. I'm just a janitor, but stealthy, so but if I am seen oh oh he's just cleaning. Wax on, wax off. So yeah, you get to the fifth floor, you find the you know, all the food and the cot and everything. Definitely looks like someone's been sleeping here. I guess I'm gonna look around and see what I can see with my elf eyes. Alright, roll investigation. Okay. 20. Yeah, you're kind of tearing the place apart, and when you flip over the cot, there's actually, like, uh, a mess of wires with, like, a little beeping piece. Like, it's just, like, blinking. Oh, it's it's a bomb. When you look at it, it's not a bomb, but it's, like, definitely some kind of technology you're not familiar with. Well, you're the asshole who works for Space Cadet, Rickard. What the fuck is this? And he pulls out, like, a little scanning device. <laughs> Do not dub another noise over that. <laughs> and he kind of scans at it and he goes, How did you guys find this location? I found it through a mutual friend, Data Kraken. This device, whatever it is, is basically putting out a, a pulse that uh, makes itself look like neon gas. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and assume that you guys should get ready to fight. I got a phone call to make real quick. Okay. Beep, boop, boop, beep. Hey, Kraken. Yes, what's up? How, how did you go about finding this place? I used a satellite to track for neon gas. <sighs> Just keep looking. Right around the time you get off the phone, basically, uh, a guy, like, stumbles into the hallway. It's definitely not Vapor Kappa or Midnight Hydra. Uh, I'm still gonna have a solar shotgun pointed at him. Who the fuck are you? Who the hell am I? Who the hell are you guys near all my stuff? Your stuff. Squatter's rights. I'm, I'm allowed to be here. Lower his hands. Alright, bud, you might be in the middle of some kooky dooky bullshit. What are you doing with this? Points at transmitter. Oh, that thing. I don't know. Some guy paid me. He gave me all this, this cot and this water and this food, and he said if I if I just held on to this, that he'd, he'd pay me some more money. Looks up at the others, throws arms up, like, well, what the fuck do we do now? And then I just go to him, I was like, you seem nice, you should stay away from that guy, he's a supervillain. And his eyes go wide, and he looks back and forth, he says, oh my gosh, is there about to be a fight here? I'd say it's about, uh, 80-20 in the odds of the fight. It's not, it's not a zero chance. Can you take that out of the building I'm living in? I mean, look, we're we're planning on it. We will definitely try. Okay. And he just kind of, like, picks up some of the food and water and kind of, like, backs away. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the best thing you can do. Thanks for the info. 
All right, so we followed a false lead. Damn it! You know what? I feel like now's a good time to roll a perception check just to make sure that our fucking hands aren't about to get juiced. Okay. 23. 23, uh, you look up, and you do notice that there is another camera on, but this one does have the little red light, and it's going back and forth. <gasps> Points up. We're fucked. Fun. And you hear a voice come over the loudspeaker. <sighs> you make this too easy, Laserhawk, and it's Midnight Hydra. Yep, yep, alright, go ahead. I've earned it. Tell me how smart you are. Oh, shut up with a stupid cliché. You're like the third supervillain that, com- that has come over the PA in like the last month. <laughs> she ain't wrong, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of old hat by now, Hydra. How about you show up in person and talk to us? Maybe you should actually do your own work and not rely on your friends to try and track me down. And just in case you try to get Data Kraken to do that little trick again, I've, l- I've left a whole bunch of these around the city now. They'll be activating shortly. Neat. Here's the thing about working with a team. We work together because we actually like each other. We don't just abandon people to get away like you did. Ooh, what low. I love that, like, Ruby's go-to is, like, middle school mean girl. <laughs> she knows what hurts the most. You know what? I'm changing my mind. You've got five hours now. Yeah, five hours until I get to kick your ass? Thanks, bud. I was starting to get a winery. And then the PA system clicks off. Let me mention it again. I fucking hate him. Yeah, I get it. But also, I'm really sick of... Why Why everyone with the fucking PAs? Okay, what do you do next? I'm gonna look up at everyone and say, Hey, so... You know how we've been trying to find Hydra? Yes. Yeah. We already know he's gonna come to us in five hours. You wanna just hole up at Union and prepare? Actually, yeah, I mean, if he's just gonna come to us anyways. Yeah, cause he's about to make it really fucking hard to find him. That's true, and Union's the best fortified place that I know of. Turns to Rickard. You work there, what do you think? How pissed is your boss gonna be? Well, I said before, he'd be a fool to attack us there. I mean, like, like Ruby said, we're fortified. We'll fuck his shit up. Oh! Yeah! I need you to think about who we're talking about here. You think that's gonna stop him? We've got his fuck buddy. I'm just saying, we'd have home turf advantage. I think, uh, I think you had a good idea. Good. That's what we need. We can go back, see if they've had any luck tracking that- the other way of tracking, but even if they don't, he's coming to us eventually. Totally grabbing some meatloaf first. (laughs) So you go back to Union Base? Are you, oh, you're going to, like, the mess hall? I mean, yeah, if I'm about to get in a big old fight, then I'm gonna need calories. Let's eat! Okay, so you get back to Union Echo Base, and we're, we're, you're going to the mess hall, what are you getting? Sloppy Joe. A loaf of meat makes me complete. Pizza. You're so lucky that the cafeteria is all hours. <laughs> <laughs> There's less staff at this time of night, but, like, they're not, you know, off. I assume they always have pizza. That's like a staple. You eat your meal. At some point when we're doing this, I text Bethany to be like, I'm alive! Oh, okay. And Bethany is, like, super thrilled, and she's, like, you know, thumbs up emoji. It's pretty late at night, I think, at this point. I'm gonna say we're, like, nearing dawn, I think. Oh, damn. Damn. You know what? Actually, after I eat, like, right, I'm gonna eat as fast as I can. You know what? Try to get a power nap in. 
Yeah. I'll say y'all hole up in the cots for a little bit and get a, get a couple hours, should I? Yeah, you guys do. Yeah, so I will say, Yardak, you get rid of your fatigued and your toughness check, and I'll even say that you're relaxed enough so that, Laserhawk, you're gonna get rid of one of your toughnesses and you're dazed. Well, I was gonna say, I hope the dazed. Yeah, that, your turn ended a while ago. You get a power nap for a couple hours, and then what? Well, while they were sleeping, I, uh, I go down to sub-level four. Okay. Pull up a chair. Pull up my wallet, slide out a picture of Anthony, and stare at it until it's time. I guess, I, I'm just saying, are you staying down there? Like, and you're not gonna talk with them? I know where Hydra's going. I wanna be here to say hello. Okay. Ruby and Yardek, what are you doing? You talked about wanting to talk to Sloane and Frank and whatnot. I guess, yeah, I wake up, go talk to Frank. Frank and Lewis are talking in an office... Just basically saying that they've had no results with trying to modify the satellite system to track them. Oh yeah, well, I think they're they're heading to us eventually. And is Yardak there too? Yeah. Are you saying anything else to or to Rickard or Lewis or Frank? At this point, how many hours has it been? Uh, I'd say it's probably been about four hours or so. I think we got an, about an hour before they uh they say they're coming to us, so I guess we should be ready. I mean, I don't think they'll just show up at Union. That'd be kind of stupid. Yeah, well, we should be ready to start fighting, to get out to where. Uh, and you see Lydia and Sloan are kind of arguing. Oh? Uh, and, and Lydia's kind of, like, making her way over to where y'all are in the conference room at the bullpen. You know, anything wrong? And Lydia's just going, no, I'm telling you, it will work. I, I don't understand why we're not trying this. Sloan is just like, no, Lydia, we can't waste our time. We've only got, you only got... And checks his watch. We only got a little bit of time left. What's happening? They've been trying all night to modify the satellites, and it did not work. And I keep saying that we need to try and track the the energy pulse that we were describing earlier. No matter how many modifications we make to the satellites, we have not been able to track anything. It's been useless. And as you say, we're running out of time. And then suddenly Lydia has like a, a look of realization and kind of stops talking. What is it? And she thinks for a moment, she says, my god, I think I've put it all together. You said biogenic transponder, hard light, and you said the transponder could be used to turn things from one thing to another, correct? Yeah. They're not being used in conjunction with each other. They're going to be used, and suddenly everything goes silent for a moment, and you hear the crack of a gunshot. <gasps> and Lydia looks out with her mouth agape and looks down to a bloody chest and grabs at it, and she starts to fall over, and you realize in that moment that behind her, with a smoking gun in hand and an anguished look on his face, is Sloane. What? What? And before any of you can even react, you hear a crack of glass from the skylight above and a ting of metal as a flashbang grenade hits the ground and goes off, turning Lydia and everything else a bright blinding light. Chapter 38 Tired souls, we slept. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written, produced, and given false leads by myself, R.C. Byler. You can leave us a review on podchaser.com if you want to give us some feedback about the show. Your review might even be read out in a future episode. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, 
blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. You don't know she's dead. Oh, that's going to be my first fucking thing when we start this next episode. I got spicy pits right now. <laughs> God damn it. Chapter 38. Not this shit again. Chapter 38. Tired souls. We slept. Oh, that's right. That's because you did a little three piece. Two piece. Well, isn't it with tired eyes, tired minds, tired souls we slept? Yeah, with tired eyes, tired minds was last week's episode. And this one's just tired souls we slept. I always remember that because that's the school shooting episode of One Tree Hill. That was where my inspiration was. <laughs> how how apt that I decided we should take a nap? Yeah, I think I picked the wrong room to hang out in and brood over my dead fiance. Also, what the fuck, Sloan? I have so many questions. <laughs> Some kind of like mind washing or something. I knew that motherfucker was evil when his last name was a urinal company. Matthews. No, Sloan. It's his first name. Oh, well then his first name. Well, this stupid first name. He he was our fucking friend. What the fuck? What's worse, him shooting our friend or our friend shooting our other friend? He likes Space Cadet. You got him really into Space Cadet. I know. How dare he? He has not learned the lessons correctly. <laughs> so how do we feel about tonight's episode? What the fuck? It's good. It was fast fucking paced. Yeah. It was, I think this was maybe the first episode where I got to, like, properly save people, and that is, like, my fetish in superhero material. Weird way to put that, but okay. So, yeah, what did you like about the episode? Uh, I'll say, say, since Brainerd already said what they like. Yeah, I did like saving people. I also liked, I liked starting off with a fight, and then, like, going into the other stuff later. Like, I liked the the mix-up. I thought the set piece of the street was cool. No, and then, like, it was, like, the fight, and then, like, the fire thing was, like, directly next to it. Like, it was just, like, a camera pan as opposed to, like, new setting. Yeah, that was, like, a really cool set piece, in lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah, I was wondering if you would actually stick around the labs or, like, what you would do. Oh, there was a fire, so... I mean, I didn't know. You might have been like, all right, well, let's wait for the fire department to get here. It wouldn't be the first time you all have just been like, let's wait for the proper authorities. <laughs> fires are different there is something that is on the fire and we have someone that can control water I think that it made sense that we were a little less complacent this time it's also there's not oh we have we have drug dealers that need to go to jail it was people running out of a literal burning building what did you think of the uh, the mystery the little cat and mouse game I was gonna say I liked that it didn't like drag on where it's like okay you went to here you went to here you went to here Mm-hmm. Just like one mystery. Just makes me want to punch his fucking face in more. 
I'm curious whether Sloane was the only person you considered for this part, for like that. Yeah, who else were you thinking about having stabbed us in the back, you bastard? Actually, I don't want to say, because, you know, I think that's something we'll probably dive into on the next episode in some way. Because I might still have him stab me in the back later. Don't trust anyone. And I was like, for a second, I was going to be like, if you had fucking made it Rickard, I would have been pissed. <laughs> I would have been pissed. No, Rickard already had, like, a twist to his character in being into a coma. And, like, uh, Lewis had the heel turn of, like, being the hard-ass agent that hated Laserhawk. <laughs> Did you just call it a fucking heel turn? Yeah. I love you, RC. But, yeah, and, and Lydia well, already had a thing going on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would get a shot. Yeah. Flash, okay, if Lydia had betrayed us right after telling me I'm an alien, that would have been a weird move. What did you think of my narration? I liked it. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that I always felt that you excelled at uh, really well. You're good at parts where we just sort of shut the fuck up and listen. Like, I, 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 there's a better way of putting it, but I can't think of it. In my head, when I planned this scene, I knew the second that I said Lydia was shot, that had I not said this at the end of the episode, Dan would have been like, I jump in and heal her. (laughs) (laughs) Stop killing my friends? Ruby's gonna need so much fucking therapy? It's okay. Brood with me, Ruby. Brood. That goes against Ruby's entire character. I'm just saying, I've got this sweet rooftop that I hang out on top of where there's two gargoyles right next to each other. We can each take a gargoyle. Is there anything you really didn't like about the episode, though? I mean, I I definitely fucked up by picking which room to sit and hang out in, but that's not your fault. I mean, I did, that's why I asked. I said, oh, you're just going to sit down there? Because I was like, okay. Well, I just assumed they were going to go straight from there, so uh, whoopsie poopsies. Also, like, I assume he's also being mind controlled, because it's not like he even tried to hide hide it. He just shot her in front of everyone. Something, something's going on. The full assault's about to go down, so he probably thinks he's on the winning side. I'm still not convinced. A great question to ask is, what do you think Lydia was about to say? I don't know, actually. I th- I feel like, could it have something to do with that thing that you st- we started up last episode? That would check out. Oh, oh, the, the, the Jewel of Bolivar. Well, I mean, I still think that the thing that's supposed to change the forms of matter is probably to make Midnight Hydra beefier. That makes sense to me. Um, or to try to break them out of, uh, what's her nuts out of? Oh, 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 uh, crystal. Crystal tiger, because one crystal reflects light, re- refracts light, and then two, it's crystal and you can change it or something else. So they're trying to get her out. Interesting. No, I guess maybe not, because RC took that. Maybe I just enjoy hearing what your ideas are so I can steal them. 